1: Presented by X Insurance. X Insurance from the Sig Sauer Studios on the Daniel Defense Platinum microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America, fighting the enemies of freedom. Mark Mark Walters. Welcome inside Armed American Radio Ranch, Sig
0: Sauer Studios on a Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Armed American Radio's daily defense commences right now on this platinum Daniel Defense microphone. All of it being brought to you by the great X-Insurance. Welcome in. I have a public service announcement before I get started. For If, if, if you're listening out there and you're, you're thinking about being a criminal and maybe criminal right? I got a story for you that might want to make you reconsider. And if you're a mom of a criminal... Mom, pay attention to this. Dads, you too, but in particular, I'm going somewhere with this. But, guys, I I bring this show to you every day from Georgia. And there's a small town in North Georgia called Woodstock. Like, you know, Woodstock, right? Like Woodstock, New York? Woodstock, Georgia. It was an officer-involved shooting on the 12th. Was that 15 days ago? And a young man was killed in that shooting. How did it start? Because Mom is now going crazy. You know what's coming, right? You can sense this. I'm going to sue the department. It's going to wind up being a racial thing. All that's coming. We know that's coming. But what happened? Ladies and gentlemen, you know, my dad warned me a long time ago when I was a kid. Comply. Just comply. Don't get yourself in any trouble. And if you find yourself in trouble, just comply. We'll deal with it later. Fortunately, that never happened because I saw the old scared straight TV shows and and prison was not something I wanted anything to do with. But some people that doesn't bother. In this particular case, traffic stop results in a kid taking off from cops, leads them on a two-county chase, attempts to ram multiple police cruisers, goes off the road multiple times, runs civilians off the road who are driving and walking. Finally, in a pit maneuver, trying to yank him out of the car, the kid gets shot and he dies. Mom's now wanting to go after the police department. The police department's bad. The cops are bad. Let me make this very clear. Your son would be alive today had he pulled over. He may have been in some trouble, but he would be alive today. Mom, your son started the chain of events. And I just want to make that very clear. I'm going to follow this case. And like we, we all know where it's going. We know what's happening. There'll be some attorney jump in here. You know what they're going to claim. And I'm here to tell you, even if the cop was wrong, even if the cop was dirty, even if the cop broke the law, your son put himself in that position to meet that cop under those circumstances. Let's go to our guest, John Petrolino joins me from bearingarms.com for the hour John how are you doing brother good to have you I'm
2: here. doing I'm doing great Mark thank you very much for having me hello to the patriots across free america and those behind the enemy lines
0: Well oh, I tell you what you're behind enemy lines where are you today
2: Today I am not behind enemy lines Ooh, I'm that's in a good thing John Pseudo purple country I'm in Virginia right now Pseudo purple Pseudo-purple. Pseudo-purple like, you know, for know. Virginia. I kind of like that. Yeah, because they get like a sous of it. You never really know. Like, they're on the <laughs> cusp. So I'm in I Virginia think right I think they're coming around.
0: I think they're coming around. Virginia's <laughs> coming around, no doubt about it. Winsome Sears is awesome. Youngkin's doing a great job. Gun owners, I believe, now have firm control in Virginia. VCDL's doing great things. A lot of the lefties are being called out up in those northern Virginia territories. I think Virginia's on its way back, John. Would you agree?
2: I agree. And, you know, on top of it, we're lovers. Let's get, let's get down to facts. Gun owners are lovers. And you know what Virginia's for. Come on, Virginia's for lovers.
0: Okay, I've never understood that. I went to college in Virginia, lived in Virginia Beach, lived in Richmond. Mom and dad lived up in uh, Reston and Herndon. I mean, I know the state well. Sister still lives up there. Niece, nephew still live up there. Brother-in-law lives up there. I don't understand the whole Virginia's for lovers thing. Hey, John, just to, to move away from that, my my opening remarks. I saw this right before I went to airtime when I picked up a local paper. Did I just? Was my advice good advice?
2: I, I think you hit the nail on the head, and this is something that I always is a mantra that I always repeat is. If you hit a cop, you will get shot, and it's not just hit a cop. Like you said, just do what you have to do. Let's figure it out afterwards. Um, and and people need to learn and understand that they're responsible for their own entertainment. And and, and any mother that wants to poo poo what their little Johnny or Jane did. To get into this trouble, maybe just maybe, and call me a little crazy or a conspiracy theorist, maybe there was some failures in parenting that led to this
0: do you think it's it's highly likely there was i, I it angers me when I see this the state of what 's happening in America today with our with our police forces. I know a lot of cops i 'm sure you do as well, and the vast majority of them are great people i 'm friends with a number of the cops in a couple of the departments in my vicinity. And these are just good folks. They're good patriots. They support the Second Amendment where I am.
1: Yeah, Our sheriff
0: is, is the sort same way. It's sort it's of the earth people. A, it, yeah, and for and then when I see this attack an attack like this, not one word about what her son did in committing multiple violations. Felonies. Multiple felonies in one fell swoop. Not one word from the mom that says, you know, I'm sorry that my son put the police department through this. And the individual officers and the civilians that were almost killed—not a peep.
2: Oh, that I mean, angers me. The, the, the taxpayers too. How about that?
0: Yeah, like, yeah. We can look at it that way, I guess. Right? Yeah.
2: You know, I mean, because at the end of the day, they're going to pay for it, even in defense. So, um, no, it's uh, you don't hear that. I'm sorry for what my child did. You, you don't hear it.
0: You would have heard it from my dad. My dad would my dad would. Let's assume that I lived if I did something like this or (laughs) my father would march me down there and make me to apologize, make me apologize to everybody. He'd stand me up in front of the judge and make me apologize.
3: And I I likely wouldn't have found myself
0: in that position to to begin with because I had good parenting. Isn't that some I mean, there's that, John, right? (laughs)
2: <laughs> absolutely
0: Good heavens man good heavens I, as I get older I get more cynical and the head cold that I have right now going on which while it's not completely brutal is putting me in a mood angry Mark could easily come out today John <laughs> for the remaining we've got you for the hour today and I'm thrilled that you're here for the remaining couple minutes in this segment tell people who you are what you do give us your bio uh, tell us about what you're doing at Bearing Arms and then I want to take you to a courtroom in philadelphia because you wrote a huge yes. piece about that and i want to talk about that jersey case so give us a background would you please
2: i am john pedrolino also known as the pen patriot uh, you could find me at thepenpatriot.com um i write for freelance uh so i'm a freelancer uh, a lot of my work comes out at bearing arms i also contribute to Ameland news uh the truth about guns and a handful of other places as well And uh, my whole shtick is, uh, you know, I work for the Second Amendment. That's who I feel I answer to, the people and the Second Amendment. Um, I also wrote a book called Decoding Firearms, an easy-to-read guide on uh, general gun safety and use. And it's your one-on-one level uh, book, 266 pages of – getting you started with firearms. That's, that's kind of who I am. Um, I love to cover 2A stories, obviously, based off of my my uh, where I keep bylines. And uh, I'm always looking for news tips. I want to get that out of the way right now. So uh, all of your listeners, if they'll indulge me, john at thepenpatriot.com. That is my email address. And you guys can email me if you have tips or there's something going on. I want to know about it.
0: John at ThePennPatriot.com. That's J-O-H-N and Pen P-E-N, correct? Yes, sir. John at penpatriot.com. We'll make sure to give that out, ladies and gentlemen. Reach out to John. Give him some tips. Now, has your life been boring over the last 12 months? It's been pretty brutal out there, has it not? The left just keeps giving uh. us content day after day.
2: Oh yeah, it's I I feel so bad for people that I try to give attention to because right now it's like drinking from a, a fire hose and just trying to cover the regular stuff on top of the the noise let's call it and i think some of that noise is going to be part of our conversation about where i was on wednesday that noise uh, yeah. because the, the the pinkos the pinko commies have gone absolutely apoplectic because uh the supreme court said that the villagers are allowed to have their pitchforks imagine that mark
0: yeah, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, John, is, we'll take this to the break. John is talking about the Bruin decision in June of 2022 last year. We're going to go there in the next segment. We've got John for the hour. We're going to cover as much ground as we can. You know how it goes. Buckle in. The show flies by, particularly on a Friday. But oral arguments at the Third Circuit in New Jersey, the Carry Killer case. And I'm reading from John's headline at Bearing Arms for preliminary injunction. Will a Liberty Bell ring for the injured? John is here to explain it. He was in the courtroom yesterday. We're going to talk some joy when we come back. Don't go away.
6: Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision.
0: Defense does represent freedom, passion, and precision. Now, those of you who were tuned in the other day, by the way, and we met Chad the Mailman. I had a long conversation with Chad the Mailman today. Chad the Mailman is going to make an appearance on the show. Chad's listening right now. Chad, I, I, I can't wait to bring you on. We'll we, we have a new character, Chad the Mailman. And he is a patriot, too. You're going to love it. And his dad's listening, and his girlfriend's listening, and his family's listening. Chad the Mailman. We love you, man. Great to have you here. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense in the Sig Sauer Studios in front of the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. It's all brought to you today and every day by the great X Insurance. Continues right now. Let's go back to John Petrolino. John, let's talk about New Jersey. Then I want to talk about Maine. And some other issues with you, and some of the other stuff you've written about. Hopefully, we can get to as much as as, as we can. But this New Jersey case is important, and the carry killer—we call it the carry killer case. Tell 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 listeners what's going on in Jersey.
2: So, in um, post berlin they started issuing uh, permits to carry to us peasants because they did not have a choice. Well, the legislature couldn't stand that or handle that for long. So they wrote a law that basically eviscerated our right to carry throughout the state. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty close to saying you can't carry within 1,000 feet of a light bulb or 1,000 feet of a mailbox. So in New Jersey, where I'm from, so this affects me, um, that leaves like the Pine Barrens, you know, um, that you can carry. And even then, they outlawed carry in state parks, county parks, town parks, any property that's private property that you don't have express permission um, to carry in. Uh, They also made it so you're not allowed to carry a loaded firearm in your car. So you're supposed to load and unload your firearm in your vehicle. And let me let me ask you a question, Mark. And uh, you know a little bit about New Jersey. Now, what do you think about the Mochaccino wielding Karens in New Jersey and what they would do if they saw somebody pulling out a firearm where they're just loading and unloading it to get ready to get on with their day? Do you think that would go over well in the Garden State?
0: No, and what that's going to result in, I'm glad you asked the question, and this is not staged, ladies and gentlemen. John and I haven't talked about this previously, but I can tell you right now that's going to result in a a phone call to law enforcement. You're going to be swarmed, and you're you're likely going to wind up arrested for nothing in New Jersey and having to go through hell and pay gobs of money to get out of it eventually because that's what New Jersey does. I feel bad for you living there and I feel bad for oh. all New Jersey residents. We've got a lot of new listeners out there in Atlantic City and and, uh, and and outside Philadelphia. Guys, you you know you live it. Go ahead, John. Am I am I right was oh, yeah. my answer
2: correct? You're correct, and that's on top of, um, you know, having to heal from your wounds or getting hit with the hot coffee that she throws at you, because you know she's going to throw the mochaccino at you. Um, so <laughs> this is the kind of craziness that we have to deal with in New Jersey. So we do have permits to carry in New Jersey. And so they wrote this law. It got enacted. It went through all of the paces. Our um, like our PBA supported this horrible abomination of a law um, Joe Danielson, the biggest clown, or I'd say second biggest clown in New Jersey politics, because you know who the biggest clown in New Jersey politics is.
0: That's can I Kent guess Murphy? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. can, can I guess, would that be Murphy? Yeah. And by the way, he's been fairly quiet lately. We'll go to that in just a second, but please continue your thought.
2: Yep. So he's the uh, the the biggest joker, second biggest joke. Joe Danielson did not write this bill, even though he said he did. He didn't even know what was in it. And he did. There's sound bites of him saying, "Well, of course this bill is to restrict the law abiding." When he was challenged on whether or not this is going to stop the criminal element, he said, "No, this is to affect the law abiding." I mean, what kind of a bunch of hubris garbage is that?
0: Well, let's ask that question. What kind of hubris garbage is that? Why do you think he responded that way, knowing he was going to get some pushback from that statement?
2: Why? why? I I think he's just a moron, but that's just me. Um, you know the emperor's got no clothes on. They have exposed their hand. We know that the DC swamp wants somebody, anybody, to find a work around this Bruin decision. And you could see it in New Jersey. You see it in New York. You see it in Massachusetts. You see it in California. You see it in Maryland. It's the same Bruin response states. The same eight states that were a problem before Bruin are the same, stu- you know, same exact ones that are a problem after Bruin. So we we challenged this. There's two lawsuits. It's the Siegel case and the Coons case. And uh, we immediately got temporary restraining orders against these laws in a federal court in New Jersey, the federal district. And after that, subsequent to that, we did get preliminary injunctions. Now, they combine the case. So the Siegel case is an association of New Jersey Rifle Pistol Clubs, and the Coons case is a Second Amendment Foundation case, and I don't think I wrote about that in this last article. I think it's very important to get it out there. This is a Second Amendment Foundation case um, with Firearms Policy Coalition and CNJFO and our friends over at NJ2AS, Alexander Rubian. And those are those two cases We did secure a wonderful preliminary injunction from Judge Marie Bum in the federal district level earlier this year. And now um, the state applied to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals for a stay. And they were granted a stay uh, or a partial stay, I should say, of the law. So a, a bunch of things went back into effect. Um, Three-judge panel, one of them is a Trump appointee, one's an Obama appointee, and one's a Biden appointee. Um, And it was a two-to-one decision to do the partial stay. Big shocker right there. And then on Wednesday was the preliminary injunction hearing in the the Third Circuit Court of Appeals in Philadelphia. And where it was located was right there on Market Street, diagonal from the liberty bell and mark i could see independence hmm. hall from standing on that corner
0: ironic so, um, isn't it <laughs> it's super <laughs> that iron ir- that, ir- that irony is not lost on on this radio host and i know it's not lost on you as the writer either <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely not it's 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 quite palpable but uh so how did that go because this is a three judge panel how did that go what, what's, your, what's think- your gut feel here
2: So uh, first and foremost, Tuesday, you talked about the mom's demand action, the commie mommies, and they're the call to action to have their assembly. You see the featured image for my article that was taken by Ronald Coons, who is one of the lead plaintiffs in this, the Coons case. Mm -hmm. And you could see in that picture there, this was not a huge turnout from the red shirts. And also, I want you to take note that there seems to be a elevated age of most of the people who were. There. So this was not just moms that demand action. This was most likely great-grandmothers demanding action. So the, you did not have a gigantic contingent of mothers from all over the place turning out for, for this event. But they were there with their little podium, um, but they were not in force. They did go into the gallery. And how did I think things went?
0: All right, hold that, hold that thought, hold that thought, John. Let's go back to that when we come back. We're getting ready to take a break. I've just been told. And one thing I want to point out as we go to this break, the, the photograph that John is talking about, you can see it in his column at Bearing Arms. Oral arguments at the Third Circuit in New Jersey, Carrie Killer case for preliminary injunction. Will a Liberty Bell ring for the injured? In this photograph, it's interesting. I've done a double count. There are fourteen screaming commie mommies. In front of the courthouse, 14, count them. And then there's one really big, tall guy that looks like Lurch kind of in the background. We'll continue the conversation with John Petrolito when we come back. Don't go away. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Two cups, two cups, count them, two cups. One for each tooth I had pulled last week of Defender Coffee to start my day today. Two, count them, two cups. DefenderCoffee.com. And the cool part about Defender Coffee is when you buy Defender Coffee and it ships to your home, you get to make a decision when you order the coffee of where you want a portion of the profits to go. Of course, mine goes to the Second Amendment Foundation. So every time I drink coffee, I support the Second Amendment. That's a win win. That's a win win. You can do the same thing drink great coffee, better coffee than you're going to buy wherever you're buying your coffee. I can promise you that. The Liberty Roast is what we drink at the house, or excuse me, the ranch. And you can get it at DefenderCoffee.com. Use the promo code AAR and support the Second Amendment Foundation, or you can support GOA. And there's a couple others in there. DefenderCoffee.com. Welcome back inside the Six Hour Studios. Daniel Defense Mike, X Insurance presenting it all. Let's continue the conversation with John Petrolino. So, John, I, I look at this photograph, yeah, you know, it's exactly what you would expect from these clowns, and that's what they are, clowns. They're in the courtroom. Did they get disruptive at all?
2: They didn't, and um the only thing, it was kind of funny. So one of the blue hairs there, um, I'm sure she had an exceptional amount of white crust in the corners of her mouth, turned around to give a quote-unquote fact sheet to somebody else in the gallery that was sitting by me. And I really wish I had an opportunity to oh. get my hands on this fact sheet. And I, I just, um I think something like that actually, I mean, How is that even allowed? Propaganda in the courtroom, is that something that's allowed? I'm not really sure. But anyhow, they were actually very, very polite. Um, Obviously, the liberty-minded side was very, very polite. Uh, Attorney General Matthew (laughs) platkin I got to meet him. I shook his hand, gave him my card. I said we should get together. I have an open invite to discuss things with him anytime that he wants um he fell asleep uh, during arguments so it was kind of funny to watch him nod off in the courtroom he fell asleep he, he fell asleep and and you know what um it's not like he was <laughs> defending this himself you know angela kai this deputy solicitor general or uh, whatever precision she is here in new jersey um you know, he didn't have to defend himself, so he just sat there. He was nodding off. It was hysterical, and I'm not the only person who picked up on that, you know. Uh, so we had a good laugh about that afterwards. But how did things go? So it's a three-judge panel. I want to say, uh, I guess maybe the senior-most judge, uh, Krause, she was in the middle. She was asking most of the questions leading the charge. This was an Obama Obama appointee. She seems like she wants to be sympathetic with the state and keeps driving things towards this community caretaking, driving things towards, well, you know, it's the ratification of the 14th. What's the time of the founding? What's the relevant time? Um, So it's hard to say. Now, the other two judges, the Trump appointee, he was spot on exactly what we would expect out of a Trump appointee judge, uh, 100 percent on our side from what I could tell. Now, this latest one, the Biden appointee, she actually seems like she's on the fence. And I could see her conceding a little bit towards, um, you know, Krause's way of thinking. But I also see that she asked a lot of questions that were like, isn't this settled? You know, isn't this already settled law? Like, why are we having this conversation? Um, And and a very important thing is during her confirmation hearings, she did say that, you know, the Bruin decision, NYSERPA versus Bruin, is the law of the land, so we have to follow that. Okay, John, that was going
0: to be a question. Let me me stop you. I, I was going to ask, and you just answered it. Was she referring, did you get the the idea that she was referring to Bruin when she was making that comment, not the case, not not the, the, the law in New Jersey, but she was referring to the Bruin decision, right? You've answered that. That's what she was doing?
2: Yeah, so I think she's well aware of that. And then also, like I said, during the confirmation hearing, specifically said NYSERPA versus Berlin is the law of the land. So in her questions here, um, you know, she definitely seemed like, hey, this has kind of been decided, you know, already. Um, One of the big things that uh, I think the judges and even the state, obviously the state is off the the rails on the crazy train. um, But having a hard time understanding that, things like the insurance mandate any fee at all never mind exorbitant fees like these are all things that are discretionary matters this is subjective stuff this is mm-hmm. all tack on things that you know hinder your right and right down to having references if you have four references like well what's the big deal if there's four references well that's a subjective thing mark you know i, I you know somebody calls me and you know uh, I have to vouch for someone, you know. I might feel obligated to to not say nice things or whatever. We don't know. This is subjective, so the court needs to remember that. And this goes all the way back to McDonald and Heller that objective standards and no case by case determinations are supposed to be happening. So it's like reinventing the wheel with these people.
0: Well, let me ask you something. Did Paul? I'm you know I'm asking a serious question. Did Paul Revere have to get neighbors' permission before he carried a firearm?
2: Yeah, exactly. I do not. See, this doesn't go back just back
0: to the to McDonald. This goes back to the founding.
2: Oh, of course, you know, and like even pre-Continental Congress, pre-revolution, we had interstate commerce. We were still colonies. Were they asking? for papers when they had to travel? No. I mean, there's established precedent here that, you know, being armed was not only, you know, a right, but it was a duty. And the only people that they kept from having arms at that time were the slaves. That's who they kept from having arms. And to have the state of New Jersey try to quote analogs that were from slave era that kept kept slaves from carrying firearms in the woods on a Sunday without their master's permission is disgusting. And then also for them to come up with these, you know, post-bellum, you know, analogs that deal with Jim Crow in the South. Like, how can they say that that's a, a good analog for sensitive places or any of this? It's
0: it's well, nice. they can't. And, and Thomas, as you know, in Bruin referred to those types of, of arguments and those types of of examples as outliers, not the law of the land. Those were outliers. And as a result of that, it was not evidence that it was in effect at the time of the founding. And so look, it's always difficult, as you know, to try to gauge how a judge is going to rule on something from watching and from watching and listening to questions at oral argument. We know that the Supreme court has proven that many times you will see from time to time lots of sensical questions come from Kagan and Sotomayor, for example, when it comes to a gun case. And you think, oh, they're going to – we already know how they're going to rule. So when people hear you say an Obama appointee, a Biden appointee, and a Trump appointee, the cynic in us says, oh, I can tell you right now how that three-judge panel is already going to rule. Sadly, nine out of ten times, we look no further than the Ninth Circus for for that as an example – we know, yeah. based on the appointees of the judges we draw in by, at random selection in a three-judge panel, we kind of know how it's going to go, and that's a sad state of affairs. But it sounds like we had the Biden appointee actually viewing Bruin. And when he says nice Serpa," ladies and gentlemen, he's referring to the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin. That it, it sounds to me like we have a judge that is viewing Bruin – as the law, whether they like the decision or not, which is not the decision of a judge, their rule is to follow the law. It sounds like I'm, I'm getting a hint that that we may get a favorable ruling here
2: at a minimum. They might split the baby. And, uh, you know, I tend to maybe agree a little bit more with Cam on this one. Cam reported on this, uh, you know, earlier in the week mm-hmm. Um you know, and he seems to think maybe they're going to split the baby, and we might get some, we might lose some. But the the real troubling thing, and I don't know how we're doing for time, but I really want to get this point out there. Um, the,
0: hold no, hold the, that thought, hold that thought. Yeah, that music means we're taking a break. When we come back, I want you to get that point out. So keep that on the tip of your tongue. We're going to wrap up first hour on a Friday at Armed American Radio Ranch in these six hour studios. The Daniel Defense Mike X Insurance is presenting all of it. Make sure to check them out. You visit them all at armedamericanradio.com. We'll be back.
6: segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Back to the show, indeed. Final segment, Hour One, Armed American
0: Radio's Daily Defense, coming to you from here at the ranch in the Six Hour Studios on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. Make sure to check out DanielDefense.com and the Double D And remember, the MyPillow page we have, mypillow.com slash AAR. You can find everything there that's on sale and take advantage of it by using the AAR promo code at mypillow.com slash AAR, like the Defender Coffee. Purchasing from MyPillow using the AAR promo code, you support the Second Amendment, you support the company that supports the program. This is win-win all the way around. Another cutting-edge fire will be going out in front of my place today. Again, Weather's been beautiful. CuttingEdgeFirewood.com. They support your right to bear arms. Build a fire, smoke some great food, cutting edge firewood, and support the right to bear arms. Another win win. Heavensharvest.com. AAR is the promo code. Get 45 so bucks off the shipping. Have some emergency food. Feel good about it. Sleep better at night. And support the Second Amendment. Pick up an insurance policy from X Insurance. Business, lifestyle, carry, freedom, whatever. They'll write you a policy for a single event if that's what you need. They wrote a policy for Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. That's pretty cool stuff for the opening of the tour a couple years ago. Support the Second Amendment. Win-win all the way around. Visit all of our partners, armedamericanradio.com. John Petrolino, final segment. Please finish your thought. You want to get that out? I want you to get it out before we go to Maine.
2: I do. Um, so the, the lead judge there, Krause, she asked a question that I thought was At the time, I didn't give it much thought until I was writing my notes, going through my notes, when I was cranking out the article yesterday. And she asked this question, if there's room in the United States, in the world, for us to have... States that have different laws based on the politics, basically saying, well, you know, New Jersey, the people there uh, really don't like guns, or most of them seem to not like guns, so why should they have uh, the same laws of everyone else? And she was actually asking, basically, if we should go back to the way things <sighs> used to be. That was the question she asked. And my answer, and I think you read this in my article, I think you know where I'm going to go mm-hmm. next is, we're going to talk about civil liberties like this, let's have this conversation, and let's make a jurisdiction where Krauss, this judge, she will be required to remove her robe when she leaves that jurisdiction to go into our fictional land. And in this fictional land, she, as a woman... Needs to be barefoot and in the kitchen and has no rights. And why should we respect her rights? Because in this fictional land, that's the way they feel. So hearing this from an accomplished female judge, I found to be insulting. And it didn't really hit me until I was working on this. And it really hit me the more and more I stew on it. And that's the mentality that we're dealing
0: with mark well john that mentality is also of the same cloth that says the constitution be damned public opinion says this these are the people that want to rule by public opinion no constitution public opinion pierce morgan was at his game a couple days ago my dad called me and said you see this pierce morgan stuff i don't waste my time with pierce morgan I respect Pierce Morgan because I know where he stands. I've made that very clear. I know what he wants, and I appreciate that I know that. He doesn't hide it. I respect that. But we have a Constitution in the United States. We don't make law based on poll results. And it sounds like that's the way she feels we should be governing. And, and it's yeah. scary that a, that a jurist would ask that question. Now you got to wonder where she studied constitutional law or if she studied it.
2: Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. So um, the other observation that I took in is based off of, well, I want to say Aaron Murphy and Pete Patterson for Siegel and Coons. They both did a fantastic job arguing. Those attorneys did great. But something that you can't get from the transcript and you can't get from the audio is Angela Kai, who was arguing for the state. Angela Kai was much more prepared, in my opinion, you know, with her material this time than she was in the uh, federal. Uh, district court, in New Jersey. However, I will say towards the end in her closing remarks, as so she saved time for a rebuttal, she was very manic, Mark. This woman was shifting weight from foot to foot. And she was swaying like trees in the wind. My friend, her body language. Now, mind you, I wasn't able to see her face. And I actually wasn't able to see Krause's face for most of the proceedings either. Cause I was directly behind the whoever speaking at the time. Um, But Kai, let me tell you, her body language was saying 100% I know that this is weak tea because Mm -hmm. this was someone that was not standing there erect and firm. And Patterson and Murphy, these individuals were like oak trees. And that's something you can't get from a a transcript or from an audio. Um, And I just wanted to point that out. So I think Kai knows that. She has a tough bar to reach for. And this is a fool's errand trying to defend the state. And ultimately speaking, if the high court has to step in, I think we know what they would say. Should the court, God willing, not change from now until whenever that may be. Um, But Kai, I think, knows.
0: Well, she probably likely would have been standing full and erect, confident in a pre-Bruin environment in front of an Obama appointee, a Biden appointee, and one Trump appointee. But because of Bruin, she's very well aware of the of the strength of the Bruin decision. She knows she's arguing against constitutional law at what one judge pointed out. Wasn't this settled law? Isn't this settled? Yes, it is settled. The question is, how are you going to rule? We've got a couple minutes. Your thoughts on what happened in Maine with the background? Now, there have been no changes. They're still looking for this guy. Personally, I think he ate lead. I think that's what we'll find. I could be wrong about that. It's just my opinion. But your thoughts on yeah. this? This guy was giving off all the signs and checking all the boxes, John. How many times do we yeah. got to see this?
2: And I just read a report that that our colleague and friend Cam put out today, talking about how this guy was uh, allegedly a disqualified individual. So he had firearms. He was a disqualified individual. So all of the talking heads want to want to talk about this. And I got to tell you, we were watching CNN earlier today. Yes, I was. And uh, <laughs> one of the uh, the Can Gun Control Inc. talking heads. Uh, Brown, uh, you know, from uh, Brady United was talking, and this is what I really want to say. They went right back to the rhetoric, Mark. They went to the you know, firearms is the leading cause of death in children. Mm-hmm, we need to talk mm-hmm. about this. All of those talking points, these individuals are disgusting. And my heart and my prayers and my thoughts go out to all of those people in Lewiston, Maine. I have a number of people that I care deeply for that live in Maine. Uh, and this was an act of a madman. Now, whether or not this was somebody that's bonafide, uh, a psychotic or not, or was or wasn't deemed uh, mentally sound, listen, we have to figure that all out in the end but what we do see already is they are doing the blood dance mark and um why don't they want to get the details and they're more interested in pushing their rhetoric
0: yeah that seems to be the case in every case john petrolino bearing arms ammo land truth about guns john thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule today i know you're cruising around with charlie cook and a big shout-out to Charlie as well. I got a great picture of you guys while you're on the phone doing the show today. Thanks for sending that. I appreciate it. Great work, John. Looking forward to having you back on. We'll bring you on a monster cast in the very near future. Make sure to read everything John writes. Look him up. It's real simple. John Petrolino, just like it sounds. And you can find him out there everywhere, fighting the fight every single day. Thank you, John, for being here. And thanks, Charlie, for pulling over and giving him the opportunity to join us on the program today. Coming up next, Paul Markle, student of the gun in the second hour, always promises to be a good one. We'll be back right after the break.